Welcome to the St. Gabriel Catholic Radio Faith Dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for the 24th week of Ordinary Time. Welcome, Your Excellency. Thank you very much, and uh, happy feast day. Yes, happy feast day, the exaltation of the cross. Uh, Sunday's reading, Mark 8, kind of leads into today, doesn't it? It certainly does. In fact, we're kind of this feast this year is bracketed by the references to the cross. So this past Sunday we had um, the exchange between Jesus and his apostles. He says, who do you say that I am? Um, and Peter says, you are the Christ. You know, this is after asking them, who do the people say? And they, they were giving him all the town gossip. But then he says, well, who do you say that I am? And he speaks up and Peter says, you are the Christ. But Jesus then gets very granular and tells them what being the Christ really means. The Son of Man's going to have to suffer and die. Um, and we all know how the, the rest of that story, how Peter's not so crazy about that idea, and he fights back. And, and Jesus says, Satan, get behind me. And then he digs in even deeper, Jesus. Not only does he say that the Son of Man has to suffer and die, but then he looks at them and he says, and by the way, you too. If you're going to follow me, you need to take up your cross and follow in my steps. So today, we uh, celebrate, on Tuesday, we celebrate the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross. And, and we certainly honor um, that, that cross of Jesus. And um, my, one of my favorite readings takes place today, that, that, that hymn that comes from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians, you know, Jesus did not, despite being equal to God, Jesus did not regard quality with God something to be grasped, but rather he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, coming in human likeness. He humbled himself, obedient even to death, death on a cross. Jesus just emptied himself over and over and over, even to his last breath, to dying on the cross. Um, but, we speak of the exaltation of the cross. We, it's, we, we know that the cross is not the final answer. We all know that. We have the benefit of being on the other side of it. Poor apostles, as they were witnessing, they were confused and afraid and hurt. But we know that Jesus rose from the dead and that the resurrection changes everything in that's the final story. And so even in the world today, Jesus says we have to embrace the cross. And sometimes that just means living in the situations where we find ourselves and dealing with the, the disappointments of life, dealing with the struggles and the pains and the hurts, dealing with the reality of evil in the world. We commemorated September 11th this past weekend. There's, there is true evil in the world, and there's true suffering in the world. Um, but for the Christian, we know that that's not the final answer. And we look to Jesus because he is the final answer. And he embraced the cross. He went, he went right to it. He, he overcame it. He, he, you might say he did battle with it. He did not run away from it. But he triumphed over it through his resurrection. And that... That changes everything. And tomorrow we uh, celebrate the feast day of Our Lady of Sorrows. 
And that ties in a little bit to what we're talking about today, the exaltation of the cross, Mary standing at the foot of the cross. That's right. We, we never lose sight of what Simeon said, the sword that would pierce her heart. The sword that pierced her heart was standing there watching Jesus die on the cross, watching the hatred of the soldiers and the people, um, you know, the physical suffering and the pain, but, but, oh man, how that must have hurt to see that, that level of hatred. Um, and so Mary reminds us that we're not alone when we're walking in following Jesus with the, in his steps embracing the cross that she's there with us and she brings us to Jesus. She helps us through that moment of the cross with her tears so that we too can experience the, the joy of the resurrection. One of the reflections in Magnificat uh, talks about Mary, and of course she saw the, the beauty of the creation of our Savior in her womb, but she also held him, not as a child, but after he was crucified and died, uh, preparing him for burial. And that through that, we can, when we're experiencing problems or struggles and suffering, that we can unite ourselves with her because she has such great empathy and she can be with us in our suffering. Indeed, indeed. She's there in every human circumstance to bring us to Jesus. The, the, <laughs> the joy of holding him in the crib, the sorrow being at the cross, the sense of confidence in telling the bride and bridegroom that everything will be all right, do what he says. Um Mary will always bring us to Jesus. So that's a beautiful thought. And it's beautiful that we would follow the Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross with this um, conversation with Mary. And, and, you know, speaking of of enduring the cross, this coming Sunday, we go back to the cross again. Jesus then reiterates that he he will suffer and die, and he... Um, reminds his followers that they too are going to have to embrace the cross, and um, and 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 it's funny because he tells them how he has to embrace the cross, and they're arguing about who's the greatest. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, guys, you keep missing this, but but he reminds them, he brings them back to reality, um, and this coming Sunday is very very exciting. It's somewhat exciting for us here in uh, the Diocese of Columbus. But um, in Italy, in the town of Castello, St. Margaret of Castello will be canonized. And you want to talk about it, embracing the cross and following after Jesus. Um, Blessed Margaret, next week to be St. Margaret, is a powerful example. Um, she was born um, with very, very severe physical challenges um, um, in, in, in terms of a stunted growth and, and, and um, being blind. Um, her pa- parents actually kept her in hiding, didn't, denied that she even existed to the outside world, but mm. kept her in hiding. And then they brought her to the shrine in Castello, 
with the hope of a miracle, um, not in a sense of faith, but in a sense of entitlement. They figured, well, each of us comes from these noble families, so if if the Lord's doing favors for the petty people, he must, he'll have to do it for us. And when they didn't see the miracle in a very cowardly way, they snuck out. They mm. just left her there. And then on her own, <clears throat> Margaret never loses hope. She never loses hope when she's living in this kind of a prison, you know, uh, in, in her family home. Um, she finds her strength in in faith. She's she is taught her faith through through the people who work there, through the local chaplain. She relies on the sacraments. She sees herself doing penance. She identifies. In fact, in a very humble way, she cries. She says, "I don't understand how I I I could merit to share the sufferings of Jesus because." He's sinless and I'm not. But she she takes all that on, but she's always filled with hope. And then she becomes a source of hope to other people who are suffering. She becomes a Dominican sister, a Dominican nun, and, um, and really just has this transformative power in other people's lives. And so um, they call her Little Margaret. Uh, and, and little Margaret is a real powerhouse when it comes to faith, hope, love, and prayer. And um, why did I say that it's it's a big deal for us? Well, um, at St. Patrick Parish, the Dominican Friars have the shrine to Blessed Margaret of Castello. And so I believe they have a small parish pilgrimage for the um, canonization. Um, and um, we're, I look forward on the eve of all saints to offering a mass of thanksgiving at St. Patrick's um, and uh, um, giving thanks for that shrine. Um, so, uh, so these are exciting days. Even as we look at the cross, we, we, we look at the cross, but we look beyond the cross. I love uh, her hope, um, and I, I love the common language in our time is that she didn't become a victim, even though she was ostracized, she was blind and crippled. She continued to care for the poor, the imprisoned, the sick, and the dying. Um, what a great testament to the St. James letter that we've been reading from. Uh, what good is it, my brother and sisters, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? You can have works with whatever God gives you, huh? Right. How true. Mm. How true. And and um, and in fact, I think she drew on her challenges to be the very source of where she could bring God's healing. Mm-hmm. Well, so Bishop, it is. It's a, it's a big week scripturally and even um, in the church. So we we pray in thanksgiving for Saint Margaret. We ask the Lord to help us to endure our cross, um, and um, and then and we hope that we can be a source of hope and inspiration to other people. Well, Bishop Brennan, you're going to be on a couple of times this week. In addition to this weekly faith dialogue. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday at 8 a.m., you're going to be on with Father Adam Streitenberger and myself. 
Uh, we'll be kicking off the Spirit Drive fundraiser. We do this twice a year. Uh, you'll also be joining us at 4 o'clock on Friday. But the great thing that we have at this Spirit Drive is that we're going to have over 35 deacons joining us. So every half an hour, there's going to be a new deacon that will be joining us and proclaiming the Word of God and asking each one of us as listeners to support Catholic Radio and, more importantly, become a missionary disciple in action within our parish, within our families, within our network, uh, because with you, we know that being a missionary disciple is the direction we need to be. We need to be reminded of that. Praise God that we have been, and hopefully we can spark that renewal uh, of faith here in our diocese. True. You know, St. Gabriel Radio, you reflect the vibrancy of the faith that's here in this diocese, this great diocese. So, um, so thanks for that. I love these Spirit Drive weeks because it's just a celebration of life here at the Diocese of Columbus in the 23 counties in central Ohio. Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer and a blessing? Sure. We have the antiphon for Mass today, and um, it's a, it comes out of uh, the letter to the Galatians. We should glory in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ in whom is our salvation, our life, and resurrection, through whom we are saved and delivered. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you again for joining us, Bishop Brennan, and thank you, our listeners, for joining us for this Dialogue on Faith. You can listen to all of Bishop Brennan's podcasts at stgabrielradio.com or at the St. Gabriel Radio app on your smartphone. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.